on the field, I am pretty much fluent in Spanish. Okay. Like, I have a really, I wouldn't say I'm fluent like now. Like, for me, building sentences is, is the challenging part. But like, on the field, it's more like one word here and there. Like, oh, behind you, turn, like, watch your back, oh, left, right, all that stuff. And like I said, I, I've lived in, in Texas for, for five years now, so I've picked up a lot of Spanish. So I think me and him, we communicate in Spanish. And I'll say one thing with, with Emmy, he went through a very rough patch beginning of the season. And now he seems to be turning things around. For for you as, as a, a teammate, what was something that you noticed that he was doing different? Or what was something that you guys would tell him during training or in the games? Honestly, I think for him, we haven't told him anything. Like you see it in training every day. You see the quality he has, the skills that he possesses. Like he can shoot with both feet, technical, fast works hard it's it's all about you know let's like you know luck i would say like almost luck like we see it every day like the quality he has dos temporadas y ahorita tu estado de ánimo qué sientes tú que te has dicho a ti mismo qué sientes tú que ha cambiado en la forma de cómo entrenas cómo juegas para para poder llegar a, al nivel que estás jugando ahorita no creo que que como dije siempre he trabajado desde que llegué aquí y nada eh, al final es el, el técnico Josh que el que decide quién juega yo siempre venía trabajando obviamente pasaron cosas personales también y, y nada muy contento por por el presente esto es otra por favor Hi, and welcome to Otra Por Favor. Uh, my name is Richie, and thank you for, for joining us. Thank you for, for listening to our platform. Thank you for sharing it with your friends or family in any way possible. Really, I greatly appreciate it. I was not going to uh, drop an episode this week, or we were going to take it off, but I decided to, you know what? Why not? It's been an eventful week. We've had a lot going on. Um, in the world of football and in the world of, you know, just outside of it as well. But the reason why I wanted to to drop an episode and I feel like, you know what, it's, it's it was necessary to drop it is because I was part of the post-game press conference, um, the game between Austin FC and New Mexico United. It was played for the MLS not the MLS, the U.S. Cup, the Lamar Hunt, and we got a victory. I want to go jump into that later. Um, but the reason, there's something that, that I that, uh, caught my attention, and it was in the, after the press conference, I was able to partake in it. Um, Rodney Redes was the man of the match, and, and I, I got a chance to ask him a question, and, and his response is something that made me want to share something that that I had, uh, share something that I had in mind. I've been thinking about this this couple of days, actually not a couple of days, this, you know, day I would say. And I in this podcast, we 
you know, our goal is always been to talk about football, vida and cultura. Um, when it comes to the football part, we want to highlight all the, the good that the team is doing, but we also want to be unbiased and 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 bring out to light anything that's not working out. Um, part of it is just conversation. I know personally, I've been out of hand with some some opinions, especially regarding several players and, and the coaching staff. But everything I really wanted to do is just do it with with uh, some sort of respect. Do it with with um, and, and for me is growing. And anytime you you're part of something, there's growing pains. And and if I want to grow the legend, I want to help it grow in every way possible. Um, so I want to um, just share this this you know what I have in mind, what I've written down, and what I've you know what what, what transpired yesterday, or that's transpired in a word. But I want to to um, just highlight really quick a little bit about the game before we we move on to to what was said. Um, Austin FC played New Mexico United, uh, and I would say a game that had a lot of doubt or a lot of confusion of what could happen um, because in in the MLS somehow we. There's a balance of winning and losing, but you're still in the fight because it's a long season. You're playing a U.S. Open Cup match. You lose and you get eliminated. Uh, these are known as single elimination games. And last year, we had unfavorable results against... We had an unfavorable result, result against San Antonio. We traveled to San Antonio. We didn't win. Uh, so that pretty much started bringing uh, a sense of uh, pessimism around the, the supporters, around people that watched the, the team. And then what happened, you know, earlier this year against Violete, it was uh, another loss that, that hit hard. So uh, everyone just didn't know what was going to happen in this game. However, the support is there. Um, the stadium, I would say, was maybe 80% full. I haven't looked at the numbers. Um, sh people showed up, and the tickets were 20 bucks. Um, Austin FC came in. They got the victory, 2-0. It was, it was a, it was a, a, I would say the first, the first game was pretty, the first half was very disputed, especially because, I mean, both teams wanted to, to, to close out the game. In, in the first half, and then going to the second half, maybe with a little bit of control. This is what I saw. Um, I got the chance to uh, be, uh, photograph or take pictures during the game and in the field level. And I, and I felt like the first half was very, you know, toe to toe. But everything changed once uh, Rodney Redes came and, and scored the first goal with an assist from Rigoni in a corner. The, the the placement of the ball where Rodney was just the, the execution of, you know, the header, it was amazing. Um, I I was on the pretty much other side of the goal, so I didn't get to see the celebration, but everyone just came and hugged him. Um, he, he, he's been doing very good, or, 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 you know, he's doing good this, you know, this basketball games. And at first I was sort of not really – Believing in it, but also, I I I wanted to okay. If 
if he continues to to improve, then there's something good that's going going to happen. And then especially the team is also suffering from a lot of injuries and having in a player like Ronnie who's not been doing great for so long and then coming in scoring a goal in a tournament where you know last year was pretty tough this year it's a different phase there's some sense of confidence back you know in him especially in particular the team towards him um Josh Wolf with confidence in 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 Rodin Redes and also the fans he was you know cheered Rodney 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 it was great um he was a man of the, man of the match and another player that got his you know his he seems he seems to start feeling confident as well is is Rigoni um Emiliano Rigoni he he's had a rough patch especially when he came in um as a DP there was a lot expected from him and i i, I believe maybe just adjusting to a new league or what was happening here he was going to struggle with it but you know what he actually started turning things around and started doing better especially this past couple of games he scored a goal hasn't an assist now we are going to say new mexico quienes on esos you know we beat as you know USL team they're not doing great in their league what Ronnie well, what Ronnie said what what Sony Guadarrama said in a previous episode is a win is a win and no matter what you have to win um because then we we go into the, it changes the narrative when you win a game it changes everything it's different whenever you're losing and you can play the best soccer and because the the st- the strategy is questionable you know who's playing in the in the field is questionable we even question the coach whether he can be out or not i admit it i've been saying wolf out but it's sometimes teams like new mexico united can bring out the worst or the best because if you're going into this game and really really just crash and lose things are going to get worse anything you're working at maybe against the team that for me it's not in the MLS level it's really going to to bring to light everything that or expose every everything that is going wrong but when you win this type of games one it gives you confidence but two it also helps you believe in your system it helps you believe in your process and we've been talking about Josh Wolf's believing in the process um Maybe some of that was lost along the way. He's finding a track in 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 especially um this past couple of games where we've tied two games, but we haven't lost two games. And we won an uh a game that, you know, we it could have been bad if we would have been single eliminated against New Mexico United. So fortunately, um the the we got the win, and then Uruti, Maxi Uruti came in and, and scored another goal in, in the first half. Second half, uh, more in the game. Second half was a little more, you know, trying to control the, the ball, trying to stay calm. Especially with with uh, players coming back from injury or coming into the team playing a couple more minutes, like Rado and Cascante coming in for an injury. 
this these type of games when you're winning them and you control them, it helps on moving to the next step. You know, you're not feel like you're stagnant or you're you don't feel like you're stuck in this situation of where can we go next? Because now you know you can win and you aim to push forward. We, um, we were just this season has just been tough and and now I'd rather have a problem of you know okay we're gonna have our our key players come back slowly Sebas Fagundes and we're gonna you know I'd rather have a like how we're gonna play and integrate them into the you know the system and then Owen is gonna be playing the the U20 World Cup which is congratulations to the call but now it's the question is how we're gonna you know move forward with the players that are coming in with what's going on um i would say the team is in survival mode and when you're in survival mode sometimes you play to you know without any fear and you just this is not relajado you're more relaxed and you're you know you're throwing punches because you already know like hey what's the worst that can happen you lose again you've been losing so i mean a little bit of of, of everything um sometimes even luck maybe the, the the cross to to Rigoni from Rigoni to to Redes was a, a, a goal that it's just the placement of it, it was a luck it's just how he hit it because he was closing his eyes uh, when he hit it and then he turned around he scored it, it's just a lot of um, whenever you you score a goal like that it just changes a lot of things and for a favor you know because what if you go and you lose two zero in a game against New Mexico, what's going to happen to you and what's going to happen to the the process and, and the team as we go and move move forward to playing a, games again, a game against a uh, state rival Dallas in, in this coming Saturday. Um, but I know I probably said a little, you know, I went up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, it's a little different because I'm usually – you know, talking with someone, and right here it's a little more of trying to stay uh, focused in, in this mic, looking at the camera, looking at my notes, making sure that the sound is still there, and then the picture is not um, like say the whatever I have here is working, and I can see that it's still recording. So if you see me distracted, it's just me doing my job and doing everything the best I can. Um, but post press conference in. Uh, we were there, and thank you for the team to allowing me to to be part of it. The, you know, Josh Wolf came out first. He, you know, he's spoken to the table similar to this, talking to everyone that's there. Everyone asked questions. I didn't get a chance, but I was like, I was kind of saving it for for you know Rodney, and that's when they they said Rodney was going to be there, and then let. I believe that's his last name. If I'm mistaken, I'm so sorry. But the first question that I asked uh, Lindbisk, um, it was seeing what Emiliano Rigoni was going through in the face, you know, like a rough patch that he, he was just facing. What was something that you guys noticed from him or what was something that you guys got to, to see or hear him talk and his response was, you know, we knew he could do it. We knew he could come in and, and 
like he knew we knew he could play basically, but it was just it was not showing in the field. And he said that mainly for Rigoni. I didn't ask him about Rodney, um, but he was just saying it's not that we didn't know he could play. It's just that he, we know he can play. It's just things are not you know in the field. You know, it's not really showing. Maybe it's a different. Um, it's different from practice to the game, but he's you know they're all glad that everything's starting to work out for for Emmy, and then also asked them about the the language between the players and and him, especially on, on the left when he plays with with uh, Rigoni. Um, now that Rigoni is playing on, on the left side, he's like, man, actually I speak Spanish. And I was like, well, that solves the problem. And you answered my question. He's like, no, nah, he lived in Houston, so I had to. I learned some Spanish. So there's some words that I know here and there. That's great. Um, and then Rodney comes in. Um, the question that I had for him was, what is something you, you've done different um, compared to the past, this past two seasons to, to now? And Rodney responded with, I, I am always training. I am always trying to work hard. I always showed up to practice. I just didn't get the chance to play, but I've always showed up. I've always been there willingly to play and, and, and compete for a spot, but I really didn't get the chance. Josh Wolf also mentioned something about that in, in his press conference. So that was, that was like, okay. Um, now you're, you're, you're in a team f with a good amount of competitive wingers I mean, like at, at a you know at a point you, you kind of have to either you fight for a spot or you move on to another team. So that was just on my mind, like okay, um, what happened in the past two seasons happened. Now we're in this season, and this and this is the work right now, you know. So and then they asked him about English. He said he's learning. Um, and one thing that the, the the main reason why I wanted to to talk about the you know his response is. And the second question I asked him, and, and sort of, you know, just loosening them up a little bit, I was like, hey, um, do you have in mind a celebration for a goal that you score in the next game? And he said, um, I honestly, at the moment, I don't, I don't really don't think of, you know, dancing or celebrations. I think more of my grandparent because my grandparent passed away three months ago. I mean, three days ago. That one was um, sort of a, a, not sort of, but it was a, a, an answer that I never expected to come out, especially in a press conference. Um, I've done a couple questions, and this one right here, I just, man, I, I'm going to share the video um, when, it, like, at the end of this episode, just so you guys can hear it. But I just had to, you know, turn off the, the camera. And then at that moment, I was, I was like, man, dude, nobody knew about this. How, you know, like none of us know what, what knew what he was, he was going through. And I was very, I mean, I, my grandma passed away uh, beginning of 2022, which was last year. And I didn't get a chance to, to see her. I didn't get a chance to, to be in the funeral. I got a chance to see her FaceTime. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to go see her face-to-face -face and, and go to the funeral. I got a chance to see her FaceTime. 
and say, you know, say bye, uh, my way of, you know, just joking with her. But I knew how that felt. And with, with, you know, someone like, like Ronnie at 20 years old, you know, I, I don't know how close he was with his grandparent or not, but what, what stuck me is sometimes, um, we don't know the, the life of, of the players. And I think above everything that has to do with football, the most important thing is the the person. It's what the person is going through. It's what what you know they are facing, what adversities they are facing, or what victories they're also gain, you know, win like what victories they're also winning. But stuff like this is I I you know the the only thing I, I want to say is just my condolences to to Rodney. Um, keep working hard. Everyone is you know in Austin is is with you. I know it's it's a bit weird how you know we're saying this whenever he's winning, but could we we also be thinking or feeling the same way if he was going through a similar situation in his career from a couple of months? So it just it just had me think. Um, Sometimes we we get so caught up in this, I would say, life of uh, the players and how they play and and what's going on, contracts and this and that, but we forget that they're humans. And don't get me wrong. I mean, we're still going to to question whenever things are not going right. We're still one answers when things are not going right. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, I mean, we want to just wish every player that is out there the best, you know, no matter for what team. And our team, you know, especially because they're pretty close to, to you know, to 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 the fans. To I mean, the, the the stadium is close to you know where I am right now, and the training facility it's pretty close to my house. So there's some connection with them. Um, I just want to say that that I hope. Maybe the situation motivated Ronnie to like do something different and really fight for a spot or or step up to the challenge when it came, which is what he's doing right now. Um, whatever it is, uh, Ronnie, you know we're with you. Te apreciamos. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, and I think. Uh, without trying to maybe 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 just also him not sharing it with the public because he wanted to keep it private trust me we all understand and and, and we we get it um but the some players some some of the fans uh there's for me some fans might want to just get into know about the person the the player's life for for the clicks because they want to retweet something personal about the players but some of the t- like a lot of the fans also do care about this, you know, these guys as humans, and want to wish them the best. Sometimes even offer any sort of help or or or, or whatever it is. Um, but regardless, um, we're with with everyone, and and now that we're gonna play uh, Dallas, our rival on or uh, let's say Frisco on Saturday, vamos con todo, uh, everyone. It's gonna be great. There's a T4 that's gonna be displayed. It's gonna be amazing. The march. Uh, let's let's show the MLS what we're about. Let's show them what we got. Let's show them that we're you know we're we're a community that 
we question each other, but when it comes to the games, ahí estamos pa para darle el soporte al equipo. Um, and then another, another thing, this is the last one, is in, in regards to life, uh, I mean, I've, yesterday I've been, you know, these past couple of weeks have been pretty tough, um, personally. I won't share like much details, but a lot of it, it just has to do with immigration, has to do with what's going on with, you know, the, the, I would say the situation in the border in Mexico and also what, what the census is doing in Florida, what could potentially happen in Texas, because we have a, you know, stupid guy like Greg Abbott that would more likely think of doing something similar here in the state. So, those two things are just wearing me out and and then um DACA recipients we still don't know what the hell is going to happen it's tough because whether i end up getting a green card you know or not the goal is or 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 my thinking is what about the rest what about everyone so i'm literally going to use this platform one to portray or I, I want to invite anyone that has a, a story you know I, I want to first focus on DACA recipients because those are recipients that those are the the, the segment of the populations where I can relate to the most because I'm you know I'm in the same situation but I want to to um, I want you to to email me or, or share with me yours you can send it through through email Ricardo at otraporfavor.com or you can just send me a DM through um, Instagram or Twitter Otra Por Favor and I, well, I wonder you to uh, if possible share your story because I know for sure that we're doing something fucking good in this country and we're doing everything possible to contribute to a country that is not giving us something besides uh have as permit to stay here and we have to renew every two years i want this country to fucking appreciate us and, and 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 know that we're here to contribute we're here to 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 help the economy we're here to pay taxes we're here to open up businesses we're here to create spaces where we can talk we're here to go to school and, and go to college and graduate from college because i know a lot of people that i help get their green their their daca and help them in the process. I'm not an attorney, but I help them just, you know, figure out how they can apply and do it themselves and not go through an attorney and get overcharged. I know those people, most of them are doing great. Most of them are, are buying houses. Most of them are are working for MLS Pro, covering the, the league and covering Houston Dynamo. I know there's people out there that are just working hard in logistics, that are, that are, doing everything possible to fucking stay alive and renew their permit every two years without knowing what the fuck is going to happen in the next couple of months or in the next couple of years. And every politician out there that wanted to, that wants to stop us, you got to try harder, brother, because we are not intimidated. And the only way we're going to, we're not going to fight through legal court systems. We're not going to fight through um, calling you out and 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 and, and um, you know, tweet on it. No, no, we're gonna fight by proving you every time. And statistically, we can prove it that we pay taxes and we contribute and we get shit done. 
That's what we're going to do because we want this country to be better. If not, we wouldn't be here. So please get your mind out of the fucking gutter you got of being a racist, bigot, Greg Abbott, and all of those eight states that are trying to dispute that kind and trying to finish it. Think about the consequences because you're going to suffer. We are going to be okay, but the state is going to suffer. Florida is going to have something that they, and I'm not saying like something violent, but they're going to have a shortage of workers because my people are out there doing their work in, in the construction fields, in the agriculture fields. And you're going to feel it over time progressively. And I really, really hope that you guys get a chance to to change your perspective. And, and I really hope that you guys just give people a shot, give people a chance. Bring a boat that, yes, there needs to be security in the border. That's fine. You know, there there needs to be a way for, for, for people to to have asylum, maybe do it in their country, and not come to the border to not risk everything. That's fine, because there's also been stories about coyotes taking advantage of people and selling this narrative of, oh, once you get to the U.S., you're going to get a free access or a free pass and get asylum. That's not the case anymore. That I know, and that think that should change, but there's a necessity going on. And there's a shortage of labor in America, and we have a lot of people in the border that I'm pretty sure can work for, for you know, for almost nothing. So I, I just want you guys to, to put a bill. And you can do it by step. You can you can do security with DACA and then move to an, the following step, but get something done in Congress. Greg Kassar, I'm calling you out, man. You haven't done shit. Castro Brothers, you guys just talk, talk, talk in San Antonio, but you guys haven't done anything. Stop tweeting about things and get to work. And every politician, every Democrat that promised shit that you're not fighting for us right now, don't do things with the fear of losing voters because you're going to lose them by not doing anything and people are going to appreciate the fight more than the lack of fight. Um, also, just changing that up, uh, if you guys want to feel good, this is a completely different one. But I would recommend if you're having a bad day, we haven't seen it yet, but you know, go check out Gardens of the Galaxy. It's a good movie. You're gonna like it, and you're gonna enjoy it. Um, it, it 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 takes it back to the basics. Just put it that way. Um, anyways, this is you know another episode of Otra Por Favor. Thank you, Hop Squad, for this amazing Professor Pleasant that you have given us. Appreciate you guys. Um, be on the lookout for what what what's to come. Some some great stuff. Um, other than that, show up on Saturday. Let's support the team. Um, if you're going through a tough situation, hit me up. Because if I'm going through a tough situation, at least we can both, you know, talk about it and maybe like we can help each other out. Um, anyways. Se cuidan, se portan bien. Adiós y arriba la América.